hey dear, I hope you like salads, because today we've got some cr- croutons. Ooh, what's your favorite oh, kind wait, of salad? hang on. No, not croutons. Crotons. No, no, no! <laughs> what is, what, what happens in the crotons, dear? Okay, well, can we at least talk about what your favorite kind of salad is? Caesar. Chicken Caesar. That's fair. I, I really I like, like a, I like a pear and cranberry. Oh, no. I like her. I, my, my, my dad's partner makes a really, really nice, like, basic um, leafy green. It's like a, <clears throat> a leafy green pear salad. Mm-hmm. Like, it slices a pear and, like, bits of cheese and pine nuts. Yeah, so yeah nice. that's that's my exact salad. But, like, we tend, at least here when you order it, they tend to put, like, cranberries in it. Like, dried cranberries. It is so fucking good. Cranberries would be too much. Yeah. Um, anyway, crotons, what happens? Uh, so, it... it is the intro, and then there's a man reaching his hand into a trash can, but it's actually a hole, and he pulls out a book, and he's wearing leather, but he's also teaching an elementary school, maybe? He calls the elementary... It's weird. Uh, he's selecting people, and they're all named gone, and one man is angry that a girl was chosen, chosen, and they're all becoming Croton companions, but the man obviously is in love with her and they're also given some lovely robes with amazing shoulder pads mm-hmm. and the angry man says it's the law and the lady goes we have to obey and they're like no and then the TARDIS swooshes in somewhere and the doctor thinks it's a lovely place and Jamie's like I smell eggs and the doctor brings out an umbrella because of the sun but it's apparently not poisonous and the doctor finds a rock of mica and they see some houses made of weird shapes and Jamie runs off well, Jamie finds a weird door with a ramp to it, and uh, there's a weird machine, actually, and then this one guy walks out of it, and he's, like, having trouble, and then some poles come out of the wall to, uh, s- to-, to smoke them? Really? There's no real other way to say it. They blow smoke at them, and he falls over and dies, and, ah. and disappears. And apparently no one defies the croutons, and even though Loverboy does anyway, and the doctor walks in going, wait, we're friends? And then as soon as he says that, there's a spear pointed at them. They're like, where are you from? And the doctor wants to talk about their dead friend. Everyone is freaking out. Everyone's at spear point, and he lets her go, and they put a necklace on her, and and on the, the previous guy that died. And the doctor's like, they're not going to sacrifice her. They're too civilized. And then she gets uh, sent into the door to be sacrificed. Jamie fucking fights a dude, though. She's uh, That's true. He does fight a dude. He does, and he wins. He, he Exactly. Jamie's good. Yeah. He, the one time he was like, I'll fight you, the, the dude was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so... Um... Leather Daddy heads back and asks what the fuck they're on about. Um, and he says, we're from another planet. And everyone's like, haha, sure you are. And they're like, the, cro- the croutons, they live in the machine and that's where they go to be with them. And the doctor wants to go into the door and says, I saw a man killed. And they're like, wait, you've been in the wasteland? You're contaminated with poison. B- but apparently not. And the doctor heads back outside into the waste to try to save her. And her lover also goes with them, and they shove rocks in the two poles, and she is seen coming out hey the girl, door. Mind if I shove some rocks in your two pole? Oh, you want to just slide some mica up in there? 
<laughs> she is heading out the door now and like wobbling around like she's drunk. But then the doctor grabs her and uses his umbrella to save them. But the umbrella gets destroyed. Oh no. Uh, oh no. His favorite umbrella he's Yeah, used. it is. It's supposedly his favorite. Uh, Leather Daddy is realizing that everyone he sent in there is uh, dead. Because when they find her, she's catatonic, unresponsive, so on and so forth. Um, she's being hypnotized by the doctor, and he's like, oh man, everybody I sent in there is dead. Vanda oh. um, is apparently super smart in competition for Zoe. And some silver... Okay. And then they give some history. Silvermen came from the sky, and then they attacked, were attacked by the Gons. And so the Silvermen rained poison down on the wasteland. And that's the, the history. That's a lot of history. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's, that's a lot of history. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we, <laughs> we see a man with a flashlight going around, pushing some computer buttons, and then he's kidnapped by the, the people that I called the lads. Um, He's a custodian, apparently, and no one has seen the, the, the croutons for thousands of years. But they give more orders through messages and sometimes a voice. But he can't summon them, and he needs to obey their commands. So everyone's like, fuck it, let's just, let's just smash all the learning machines, haha. And after the war, uh, the croutons thought that they had peace, and they taught them how to use the learning machines. And it's the Gon's Law to... Listen to the croutons, even though the law wasn't from the croutons. It was like a weird circle of cell slavery. And then they want him <coughs> to tell the truth to everyone, but he's like, no, it'll start a war. And a man tells Loverboy's dad that they're fucking up the machines. So everyone runs out into the wasteland to stop them. And mm -hmm. then we see a weird machine whirring and a TV going fizzle. And then X. And... <gasps> And then there's the selfie sticks that comes over, and it also has an X on it, <gasps> and it's it, it's it's really it's really weird. And a voice comes over the intercom saying, "Don't smash, leave." And everyone's like, mm, "That's just a recording." And they keep trying before the doctor. I'm so sorry. And crew run in, and he does a smart, and the crotons are like, mm, "Who is that?" And the big old tentacle light comes out and beeps at them, looking around, because it's a glory hole. And back at the selfie stick, now they're looking at a picture of the doctor's face, and then it turns around, and it has the doctor's face on it. And then the penis glory hole th light keeps wiggling at the doctor, and then that was the episode. Uh, <clears throat> yep. Yep. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so, I... There's a lot in this story. There's a lot. Yes. Um, first of all, we'll go on... So, um, the the director for this story, David Maloney, uh, said this story was an absolute disaster and felt it was completely his fault. Um, you don't Fraser say. Hines didn't like it at all, called it horrible. Um, script editor Terence Dix uh, felt that the story worked, but the monster was... Um, the monsters ended up kind of feeling useless and not threatening at all. Mm -hmm. Um, which, as we'll get into the episode, he's completely correct. Um, thankfully this is a very short episode, because if it was long it would have been awful. Um, 
other than that, uh, you know the scientist Beta? Yep. Um, do you remember a man by the name of James Sterling in The Reign of Terror? The English spy? Jim Sterling? Yes. Yeah, um, that They're played by the same actor. Oh. Um, and uh, I, I realised that uh, the, the man who played Axis, who was um, the one of the students with the um, the, the big sideburns, mm-hmm. um, the one that wasn't beta, uh, he was not only a clockwork soldier in The Mind Robber, but also he played the Minotaur itself in The Mind Robber. Um, oh. So yeah, Doctor, we're starting to get a lot of actors starting to come back in some form or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what happens in the second episode, dear? Uh, well, the doctor's crying about the glory hole, and he then hides his face away from it, which stops wee, it. Wee, um, it's house. doing pattern recognition, and his pattern is the, his face. That oh oh yeah, yeah I was gonna say that's supposed to be oh. shocking. Wow, jeez, God. Um, there's there's a sa- scanner somewhere in the wall, maybe though, so maybe they can get in touch with them. Uh, and then a lad tries to kill the light glory hole and gets vaporized. And then selfie stick stops thinking about the doctor, uh, the doctor hashtag on its Instagram and leaves. And it thinks that it killed him because it's dumb. And then a lad throws a hammer at the wall, and the boy's like, Go away, we killed your leader! And then they do. Kill um, the leader. Mm-hmm. Kill the leader. Um, Van is awake again, and the doctor... Well, I say awake. She's... Her eyes are open. Uh, the doctor puts a light up to her shit, and... Appar- like, her face. And apparently... <laughs> Light doesn't work on electricity, it works on solar energy, and there's weirdly huge gaps of the knowledge of the people here. And they only know what the Crotons teach them. The Doctor and Zoe want to look around, and Jamie's given some pills to take care of Vanna when she wakes up, but Leather Daddy wants to go, and so he does. And then uh, Leader Leather Daddy fucking brings his army with him, weirdly, and then the Doctor and him talk about the underhall where there's nothing in there. Nothing at all. 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 He climbs into the hole, followed by Leather Daddy, and then Zoe looks around, sits at the learning machine, and learns some things. And Selfie Stick is watching her and goes, oh, that's nice. And down in the underhall, there's some machine foundation, apparently. But that's about it. And then the doctor's upset with Zoe, because apparently she's now brainwashed and think that the crotons like her. And the dial-on machine apparently shows that Zoe is fucking brilliant. The doctor's like, yeah, I know. And Vanna wakes up, apparently, telling, talking about a burning ball and PTSD shit, and then her lover comes in and calms her down, and there are many lights burning her mind and shit, and then Jamie's like, hey, but what about the croton? And she's like, ah! And ah, then they- <laughs> Oh no, my salad! Oh, it's all crunchy now! Oh, fuck! Um, yeah, so there's that. And then they yeah. give them the pill. They give her the pills, and she's like good to go. Pills here. And apparently, it's a root structure underneath the building. Ah. Uh, uh. It it means the whole machine was like a living thing, and there's a gong, and then there's suddenly uh, a message from the crotons, and 
They've chosen Zoe as a companion. Woohoo! The leader's like, no, if you go, I'm going. So he takes the test and he fucks it up a whole bunch. <laughs> and the meter isn't going up at all, but the selfie stick uh, has a little meter on their side and it is going up over there. But then he does answer all the stuff and the gong goes off and they're like, the doctor too. And Leather Daddy says, goodbye, we'll remember you. And Bye. they leave. And Jamie oh. runs up and watches them leave. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, Jamie, why did Jamie try and join them? He's kind of dumb. Oh, he is. That's right. Yeah. So, the doctor and Zoe head into Selfie Stick Room and notice it's a spaceship with no crew. They're Whee! told to sit down in chairs, and Zoe is told to hold onto a chain because something, something, I didn't pay attention. A force field is placed on them, and the robo-pope does some shit, and Jamie attempts to break into the room in annoyance, while robo-pope is filling up with something, <laughs> and they're in pain while the chain tries to break, and there's some water bubbling, and Zoe and the doctor are in pain, and they're transferring mental power to transfer to pure energy or something, and... A wall near them has completely removed, and the whooshing, the and the liquefying shit, and it's, it's a lot. And you okay? the doc, no. <laughs> this is a time of uh, weird dear notes. It's fine. Okay. Um, and so the doctor takes a sample, and he's like, "Oh, it's full of crystals. Maybe it makes life." There's also astronaut air tubes. That's weird. But then a robo-hand climbs out of the tank and they run away! <gasps> and then it's a whole fucking robot with the air Ooh. tube connected. And Ooh. Jamie gets a crowbar and tries to get the door open. And the doctor and Zoe try to fucking escape into the exit shaft. And there's a door, but it's jammed. But then they use the mica to open the door and they get away. They because use mica? Yes. Uh, but not in the Destiel sort of way. Oh. Yeah. What? What? I meant the singer. I meant Misha, but sure. I um, meant Mika is in like um, uh, uh, big, big girls, beautiful. Um, they get uh, away because the croutons need them alive and will command the gods to capture them. So they decide to take Jamie instead, so they can use his brain to do what they need. And Jamie runs in, and they pinch him really, really hard. And he's like, no, don't do that. And he falls over. And they test his mind and the Robo-Pope finds out that Jamie's actually an idiot. So if they keep going, the power will kill him. And he's dead. And that's the episode. Grace Kelly. That was the song I was thinking of, Grace Kelly. Mm. I could be like Grace Kelly. Uh -huh. Anyway, um, so we're going to cut right to the chase. Um, the Crotons supposedly... This is, this is, take this with a grain of salt. Um, the monsters are apparently the result of a colossal pun. Based on the idea of the organic soup on which life supposedly originated. The creatures inside the spaceship have a soup of their own. And of which they eventually emerge, floating on the surface. Like croutons. Okay, so that's it for us ever watching Doctor Who again. <laughs> if you think that's the bad Doctor Who puns, you ain't got fucking nothing yet. I um, hate this. So, how would you feel if I told you 
that the Crotons were originally written with the intent of replacing the Daleks oh, as the principal nemesis. <laughs> so initially, so what was going on at the time, Terry Nation asked the BBC to stop using them in, in stories because he was trying to pitch his own Dalek series to a US TV network. Uh-huh. Um, ultimately, that fell through, so he came back um, uh-huh. with the Daleks. But, um, yeah, they were like, well, we'll make our own Daleks then. And they made the Crotons. Um, uh-huh. uh, quote, the Crotons didn't have the same impact that the Daleks had, and they faded into obscurity, with the nation eventually allowing the Daleks to return. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Um, needless to say, the Crotons are terrible. They're ineffective. They're not scary and um easily fightable easily fightable and they're not as strong as um, (sighs) we'll get into it after the next episode what they're kind of going for with like the metaphor of them Mm -hmm. uh but it's not as strong as metaphor as the daleks are nazis like daleks nazis fascism got it this it's like i see what you're going for but like it's not like not good, and not really compelling, and kids don't understand it because they don't understand that concept, really. Yeah. Because um, it's hard to really paint that concept as evil, whereas, like, Nazis, you can put a face to Nazis. Um, uh-huh. You can't put a face to what they go for with the Crotons. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it, because I'm not getting into it now, because if I get into it now, we'll need to explain it now. Um <sighs> I will say that this book that I have, it it starts off... Remember how a few times ago there's, like, some pretty funny explanations of, like, what the episode actually is, and, like, ha ha ha, Mm -hmm. this is is pretty funny. Um, So this one starts off with, which episode is this? Well, this is the one where students drop acid and shake society to its foundations. No, really, that's the plot. Yeah. And, uh, so there was a popular myth... That um, the Crotons' design, uh, which kind of strengthens the idea that the Crotons are just not good villains at all, not good monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a popular myth held for a long time that uh, the the Crotons were actually kind of a stolen design from a designer Doctor Who mo- monster competition for Blue Peter, which I've explained what Blue Peter is before, but it's like a a, 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 a variety show for kids sort of thing. Yeah. Um, like a... Sun- uh, uh, a, uh, a a morning show, but for kids, yeah. like a like a, a the yes. view, but for kids type shit. Um, yeah, they had a design your own Doctor Who competition, and like it basically was a myth for a long time that like they basically just took a design from that that was made from egg boxes, um, <laughs> which yeah, like it was. It's not true at all, but like considering how bad the Crotons are, it's like it's no wonder that that myth persisted for so long because like. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the fucking design. It, it looks terrible. They look like meat hammers. They don't look menacing at all. No. Like they they're wearing dresses for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like like the like there's a re- every shot that they're in in the episode is shot from waist up because yep. if you look at the full body of them, it's like okay, they've got this metal body with like arms with tubes sticking out that's kind of weird, and, and then below, below the waist, it's just like a sheet. Yep. So you don't see the a sheet that's feet. not even like heart. That's not even like easy to move in. No, it's it's literally just like a, a bed sheet, just yeah. like draped down. It looks like they're wearing just a long dress. It's like mm-hmm. what? 
What is, why did you think this was good? Yeah, um, no. It, yeah. Anyway, what happens in the next episode, dude? See, now you said Jamie's dead. Oh, yeah, Jamie's dead, that's right. Yeah, he's actually dead. Actually, fun fact, he was meant to initially leave in this episode, but they, oh. he decided not to. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna be sad soon. Um, they So they shut off the machine, actually. He's fine. Um, he's of value of info, uh, as info for the Doctor. And back in Zoe and the Doctor, they're headed to the TARDIS to test the crystals. And they ask Jamie about the questions, and he's like, No, don't pinch me! And then they see the TARDIS, and while well, Jamie is forced to tell the truth, and he's like, oh, they're leaving? They wouldn't leave without me. And then the lads head up to their local alchemist science men and ask about things. And they're, they aren't apparently more advanced than the Crotons. So if they aren't more advanced, they can't win because all they have is spears and things. And they're like, no, we had spears back then. Now we have axes. And it's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the doctor told him apparently that there's a ton of stuff that they don't know. And he's like, I'm very upset about this. And they're like, well, you shouldn't like it. The doctor went to submit himself anyway. And if science beta man has more time, uh, he could make some weapons. But then the lad leader basically goes, no, I want to do it now. Um, but also don't obey leather daddy. Obey me instead. And the diamond bros take up a weapon thing and go to get the doctor and yep. walk out with a tiny little dress. And they ask Jamie more questions that he doesn't know the answer to. And they're like, you're useless. Back outside the crew, at the outside crouton, he's, um, he's walking planet around. Crouton. <coughs> yes, planet that's, crouton. That's, you know what? That's where Superman comes from. <laughs> planet ranch. It's fine. Planet Planet Crouton, get it? Mm-hmm. Superman, Crouton, because Krypton, Superman. Sick. Shut up, I'm funny. Hilarious. <laughs> and Vanna is uh, relaxing with Loverboy, by the way, and then Leather Daddy comes up and basically explains what happened, and also Jamie might die again. Um, Woo! I mean, oh. Oh, uh, well. Um, and Loverboy mentions... Uh, Elec, which is the lad's leader, is taking authority over everything and how there's war coming. And I hated a lot of things happening in a very short period of time. And you hate everything, do Listen, I literally in my notes just wrote, I hate. That's it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, apparently everyone wants the war, even though they have nothing, but leader has a better plan to attack while not attacking. Yep. Jamie on the side is asking many questions about things and stuff uh, and then describe, decides to grab the other weapon thing. And back at science, they're still arguing a bunch about weapons aren't good enough. And then back at Jamie, apparently the Crotans can't die unless they exhaust or something, which means they can be reanimated. And then back at outside, soup ladle, uh, we see rocks, rocks, and more rocks. And then back at the TARDIS, uh, there was a lot. Um, there's the Doctor and Zoe. They're done looking at the crystals. And then they look around for sulfur. And then back at Jamie, he's watching them collect rocks. And then back at the Doctor, Ooh. they're collecting rocks. And then oh, no. <sighs> the Crystal Man walks up to them and they're like, they stop talking. And they're like, okay, I guess we have to return now. And then Jamie has the other Crystal Man's gun and uses it on 
the Diamond Boy, even though it doesn't seem to do anything, and he's backed up against a wall and choked out. And while the other diamond is busy, the first lad is unable to see her move for some reason. The light is too much for him. And they're gonna try to destroy the TARDIS, and then the TARDIS disappears, so it's gone. And Jamie's okay, uh, but he's pretending to be dead, and so the other diamond heads back. But then, amazingly, the TARDIS swoops back, having piloted itself, and there's something called the HADS, which I was told to remember, but I'm not gonna remember, so... Dear listener, I hope do you, you know remember. What it, do you know what it stands no, for? No, don't care. The Hostile Action Displacement System. And what does it do again? It essentially, like, whenever the outer shell of the TARDIS comes under attack, it immediately dematerializes and then rematerializes a short distance away after the attacker has disappeared. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come up in a few years. Yeah, so you remember it because I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the lads, they're still arguing about when to attack, and then Leather Daddy comes up. Leather Daddy Ooh. is to deal with the machine pillars, actually, while everyone else just wants to attack. Uh, Jamie wants to head back out while they're distracted and hearing more information about the things they're saying. Uh, the diamonds, what they're saying. And the doctor has come back to Vanna and so on, and they notice that they're leaving, and they're like, weird, that's the city's being evacuated. The doctor learns about the whole support system, and that's like, that's not good. And then, back at science, the doctor's there now suddenly with sulfur and tells him to do some chemistry, and then they run off to help Jamie. And then Vanna and Leverboy show up and decide to help because she's too weak to move. And back at Leader, the ceiling is fucking caving in because they're trying to pull the whole fucking thing down, and the doctor rushes in to stop it and then gets hit with rocks and dies. Now is the Man. episode. Man. <sighs> so, this episode is, uh, as the way that this book describes it, uh, plucked from today's headlines affairs. Um, basically, it's a lot of different types of commentary and a lot of different things. Um, It basically is stating that prescriptive education is shown as a form of brainwashing, uh, mm-hmm. operative conditioning instead of replacing curiosity, and that the quote-unquote establishment is churning out generation after generation of willing victims. Um, uh-huh. In 1968, students were having sit-ins. Uh, basically, this is a hype of war stuff. Um, yeah. Post-war education was said to be about opportunity for all, but when the, quote, all got into universities hitherto restricted to the sons of the bourgeoisie and a few daughters here and there, things were bound to get a bit fractious. As we've already intima- intimated, uh, the fact that the Gond students shake society to its roots by setting up an illegal lab and mixing acid seems inevitable. Uh, so when we remember that this was initially... Uh, this was initially submitted in 1965 as a William Hartnell story. It seems rather remarkable. Uh, true, there were a few trippy moments in that phase of the series, uh, a few episodes that we haven't really gotten to because they're missing. Um, but on the other hand, education that simply pumped your head full of facts you'd never need, like the system formerly used in the secondary modern schools, was an obvious target for people who had either withstood or skipped the mainstream education system. Dickens had done it in Hard Times, Mark Twain had done it in Huckleberry Finn, so obviously it was, quote, right, the prisoner episode of The General, piloted the use of television as an educated medium. 
Yet, this was a scheme being tested at the time. Basically, they were like, hey, why don't we use television to educate people? Which is mm. kind of what Doctor Who was meant to be in a way. Not an education show, but hey, uh, they'll go back in history and meet people and the kiddies will learn about this and, and they'll learn about this historical figure and this is a historical event. Um, Harold Wilson, Prime Minister of the late 60s, later claimed that the Open University was his greatest achievement. Um, this seemed like the best compromise, however, education as a reward and opportunity for people who had already experienced the world. Uh, the book learning versus school of hard knocks debate will feature a lot more in an upcoming episode in a few years that we'll get to. Um, that's essentially about the Doctor going to a place filled with like ancient university dons and like the difference in knowledge, etc. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's hard not to see the debate between Alec, who is uh, uh, the, the the angry one who we don't really talk about that much, and uh, Selris, the gun leader, who Deer has fondly called Leather Daddy, mm. as a reworking of the 1938 Munich crisis, one of them urging appeasement and the other taking up arms. If we do, then the analogy breaks down when Chamberlain analog Selris fails to stop the warmongers going into battle with ludic ludicrously outgunned, then sacrifices his own life to deliver a secret weapon. Nevertheless, Elick comes close to paraphrasing Churchill, as we've suggested before, the deliberate mimicry of either side of the debate was almost unnecessary in 1968, uh, since the very terms of the debate were so clearly dem demarcated as appeasement or strength or resolve. Uh, that said, it's time it's the monsters who use the weapons that are analogous to uh, by weapons employed by the US in Vietnam. Uh, because... Uh, they use chemical warfare. The entire planet is a wasteland by chemicals. The um, the crotons attack through chemicals that uh, maim and completely kill the natives. Um, yeah, it's uh, pretty fucking weird, considering the original script that was submitted was literally just like a, a Theseus and the Minotaur type story. Mm -hmm. um, like... That's literally it, but like because it came in at the late 60s, it's like, we're going to chuck all this other stuff in. And then you get to the Crotons themselves. So you kind of notice this. The Crotons have a bit of an accent, but do you know what accent they're going for? No. So 1968. It was basically kind of the year that the British public decided that apartheid was a bad idea. Uh -huh. So, the design, basically, uh, apartheid, for those, I'm not going to get into apartheid, actually. <laughs> basically, look it up in your own time. Uh, it, not a good point in history. Uh so basically, the Crotons were meant to be kind of an analogy, in a sense, to... Not even an analogy, more just a reference to, to apartheid, because the, the voice actors for them wanted to go for South African-type accents to try and bring up imagery of that. Um, because of it, because like a South African accent kind of became shorthand for racism at the time... Um, not as in, well, well, not racism, just bigotry in general because of mm -hmm. apartheid. Um, that was essentially their reaction to be like, okay, well, we'll play the Crotons like this then. Um, it's kind of a good thing that they didn't come back because 
no thank you. Um, no. <laughs> that's, uh, I'm just going to get it out there. Like, trying to explain a concept like apartheid to kids in this way, like, it, it's not as easy as explaining fascism to kids. Like, fascism to kids with the Daleks, it's easy. It makes sense. Fascism, you can boil down. You shouldn't, but you can boil it down to a good versus evil. With a concept like apartheid, it's like how you have to explain so many concepts beforehand in order to get them to understand it. Um, mm -hmm. That it's like, I don't really understand. And on a lighter note, the entire design of this set is completely late 60s. Uh, hexagons everywhere... Um, sliding doors, geometric shapes, uh, so many, so many, like, quote-unquote late 60s futuristic designs. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what this episode is about. So, what happens in the final episode, dear? <sighs> Loverboy and Vanna have come down to see the learning hall and help at the cave-in, and they need to help the doctor because he might be injured. They also brought acid along with them, sulfuric Hell acid. Hell yeah. Um, oh, I thought you meant PCP. And they found the doctor and they help him up uh, before Thara gets a rock in the crotch. Thara? And Yes. He gets a rock in the crotch, though. Um, they get it off, though, so it's okay. They get, <laughs> they get it off of him. They get it off of him. They get the rock off of him. It's okay. They get Thara off. Uh-huh. Uh, Jamie is back at the ship, everything is really wiggly while the diamonds are doing things, and apparently down there is the Dynatrope, downstairs. And they see the Doctor and the Zoe down there, and they're like, oh, we need them. And apparently it's not an earthquake, it was something else, and the machine is apparently harmed, and the acid is handed to the Doctor, and then they remember about Jamie and learn that Jamie went into the door. Jamie's so dumb, why would they want him, though? And... And Jamie's at the door, and the doctor finds the doctor's mica or something, and then the lads come down to do a fight, and there's lads. more arguing and stuff, and lads, 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 and and stuff and things about damaging the machine, and they throw rocks at it if they if they throw rocks at it they'll win because that's lads. they have really lads. The lads try to arrest Leather Daddy, but he doesn't want their help at all, and suddenly. A diamond comes out the door with a gun, and the lads ask what they want, and he says, give me the smart people, where are they? Give them to me. But since they argue, some dude on the stairs uh, gets fucking offed. So that sucks. Oh. Uh, he gets it, off on the stairs? Uh, there's too many dick jokes in this episode. Um, <laughs> if they're given... Penis. The <laughs> Why is that what got me? <laughs> uh, but since they argue, uh, some dude on the stair gets killed, and if they're given the doctor, then the ship they're on, they will leave. So that's something. But if they don't, everyone's gonna die. And oh. then Jamie gets the door open, crawls his way huh. out, and so the lads are like, okay, let's give the doctor to them. And then suddenly the doctor and Zoe are there to pull Jamie out the door and save him from the smoky acid shit. And... The doctor tells Jamie to go tell science to make sulfuric acid in bulk and meet him in the learning hall. Meanwhile, Leather Daddy and Vanna are trying to help the doctor. And Jamie and science are working on making more acid, potentially blowing themselves up. There's a whole moment where, like, the fire explodes everywhere and they're actually dead. It's fucking hilarious that they cut away from it. Um, Vanna actually tries to make a run for it while Leather Daddy does a distraction, but she's caught. 
She also drops the acid and Leather Daddy grabs it. Then the Crotons have enough power for 30 minutes. And meanwhile, the Doctor and Zoe are wanting to get in. And the lads are just fucking sacrificing them, honestly, and shoving them towards the door. Yep. <sighs> they wanted the acid, but went inside before it got handed over. That's sad. And the, the diamonds discuss killing all the gods anyway, and the leather daddy fucking dives into the closing door to help them because he has the acid. Um, but as soon as he's there and hands it over, he's killed. Uh, so that Aww. sucks. They tell the doctor to help them because if they don't, the planet's going to be destroyed probably. Uh, but how did they get there? Multiple questions. Multiple threats? Huh. Stalling for time. Uh, because their crew was killed, they landed here, put the dinotrope in... To a stable something something. I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Uh, meanwhile, Jamie and Sirens are bringing down an entire jug of acid to the door. So that they can learn that they were sacrificed. And everyone feels the desire to leave. Except Janie and Vanna who want to help. Even though it might cave in. The doctor, doctor mentions, wow, that tank of stuff over there. That'd be really bad if someone poisoned it or dumped acid into it. It would. So, they really, really would. Yeah. So Zoe dumps the acid into it. Secretly. So they make a whole bit about how we should be standing here. No, actually here. Let's delay time. Wow, how do I put on this helmet? And then the two fucking diamond rows are fucking killed and release all their gas into the air. And they're dissolving and turning into fumes and the entire machine is melting. So the... So Zoe and the doctor escape while Jamie and them pour more acid onto the dinotrope downstairs. And the entire machine starts to melt. And everyone's like, oh, isn't that nice? Everything's fine now. And then the doctor and them just leave. And everyone's like, woohoo, we're free. And Loverboy's going to be leader. And then we see the TARDIS swoosh away. And that's the episode. Yes. So, dear, mm -hmm. the Crotons, mm -hmm. what didst thou think of the Crotons? I don't know. Honestly, I was just bored. Well, at least you weren't insulted. Like, it wasn't trying, so it didn't feel insulting. <laughs> I will say, there are some really neat moments in it, like when, uh, like, Zoe actually gets something to do, and, like, they actually, they don't treat Zoe like shit in this. They actually, mm -hmm. like, hey, Zoe's smart, and it's gonna be part of the plot. And, like, hey, she's actually, like, the, the fact, the, the constant jokes that she's making about, oh, wow, like, yeah, the Doctor's almost as smart as me. Yeah. <laughs> like, jokes like that, and, like, the Doctor kind of acknowledges that yeah she is really smart and uh mm -hmm. like you get the doctor pining over his lost umbrella um little little things like here and that um mm -hmm. but yeah overall the story's like i'm glad it's four episodes long yeah um, no it's it's very much so just like it, it's boring there's little jokes in it that are fun but like i don't know i just don't care so that's fair. What would you give it out of ten? Four. Yeah, that's 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 holy. I I only would have been like, are you sure about that? If you said like one or two, because I'm like, 
pretty sure this is not as bad as, like, mm-hmm. episodes that you've rated one or two. Like, those episodes that you rate one or two, you rate because you're insulted by them. Like, either because, yes. like, they're just terrible, or, like, they have content in them that's just, like, not good. Yeah. Um, no, this is just very much so, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the Crutons. A, a fairly forgettable episode that's just Eh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, it's, but not it a, exists. it's not okay, but it's not bad. Well, the Crotons never come back. Good. On Welcome. the TV. <sighs> they appear a few times in, like, books and audios. Um, I think once or twice on audio dramas. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, the way audio dramas handle stuff, it's like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually good. Um, but yeah, anyway, next, next week, the seeds of death. Ooh. Um, ooh, lots of death there. Mm. Hope you, hope you don't like seeds that kill you. Ooh, that's right. We're going for, uh, uh, shit. What are the B13? Is it? Uh, what? What, what's the, the, this, the, the fake vitamin that's actually just a, like, uh, vi- vitamin B, is it vitamin B13 or something? Or like, no. It's the one that's literally just like a peach pit, or like a apple seeds, and it's like, actually, if you eat that, you're just gonna give yourself cyanide poisoning. I don't actually know what you're talking about, so... It's it's one of the fucking... Fuck, someone back me up with this. Someone someone back me up with this. Is it vitamin B12? I, I think it is vitamin B12. Yeah, 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 it is vitamin B12. I'm, 90, I'm 99% sure. I It's mm-hmm. one of those, like, quack woo... Like, um, uh, all naturalist type people will be like, I ate this and it cured everything when it's like, actually, you're giving yourself cyanide poisoning. Um, hmm. uh, yeah, fucking hilarious. Anyway, next week, Seeds of Death. Um, it's got nothing to do with cyanide poisoning. Don't ask why I brought that up. Okay. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, dear? Nope. Okay, see ya.